Whether you are starting a business or running a business, maybe you are producing a podcast like The Kara Golden Show. Let's face it, it's always way harder than one might expect. Lots of little details, meticulous planning, producing product, guest coordination, editing, promoting each episode. It's all a ton of work. Managing merchandise, managing cases and book sales too, layer after layer of complexity. And if you're like me, looking for ways to operate more efficiently and effectively is the name of the game. That's why I'm going to let you in on a little secret. ShipStation, the tool that is here to help you and you need to know all about it. With ShipStation, you can integrate with all the places you sell online, optimize your shipping, save costs and time. Personally, ShipStation has been a lifesaver for me. Its automation features allow me to manage orders from anywhere and print shipping labels with just a click. Seriously, it's that easy. And the cost savings? Unbelievable. With discounts up to 89% off carrier rates, you can't go wrong. Significant savings. And who doesn't want that? An easy-to-use dashboard, robust reporting. Oh, and did I mention that over 130,000 companies have leveraged ShipStation to grow their businesses? Not much churn either. 98% of them stay with ShipStation because it truly works. ShipStation is it. So if you're ready to streamline your shipping process and focus more on what you love, head over to ShipStation.com, the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code CARA to sign up for your free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, code CARA. Use code CARA for a free 60-day trial. That's ShipStation.com, promo code CARA. I am unwilling to give up. That I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out. Knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control. 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 Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders. We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. We are so excited to have Melody McCloskey, who is the co-founder and CEO of Style Seat. And if you are not familiar with Style Seat, You have been living under a rock, and we are going to take that rock and throw it across the room because you absolutely (laughs) have to know about Style Seat. It is so awesome. It's the premier platform for booking beauty and wellness appointments. Uh, It has powered over 200 million appointments in over 16,000 cities across the U.S. since its launch in 2011 and has helped 
also generate over over 12 billion. I was going to say 11, but it's more than that. 12 billion in revenue for (laughs) small businesses. Don't undercut us, Kara. I will not do that. (laughs) And I can't wait to hear more from you, Melody, on how you started and built this incredible, incredible service. And I love, love, love Style Seat. And I know that everyone is going to love hearing about the incredible story and your journey. And uh, we're so lucky to have you here. So welcome. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I It's been a while since we've caught up. So I'm looking forward to to catching up with you and appreciate the invite. Yeah, totally. Really, really excited. So I, I tried to describe your company, but uh, you were probably mm-hmm. like sitting there going, oh, not really. Tell me exactly. <laughs> tell everyone exactly. How, how would you describe Style Seat? Yeah, you actually did a great job. We are a de- destination to discover a book and pay for beauty and wellness professionals. So it's kind of like Airbnb for hairstylists, estheticians, barbers, um, makeup artists, tanning professionals, lash artists. We have a lot of different types of um, professionals that you can find on the platform. So you can say, I'm looking for um, a specific type of butterfly braids or women's balayage hair color or um, nail art or uh, men's haircut in wherever city you are. We will give you a list of um, professionals and portfolios that you can browse through. You can see photos of their work. Um, you can review their list of services and prices, and then you can book an appointment directly from your phone. And then when you're in the salon, uh, paying is exactly like Uber. You add your credit card when you book the appointment so that when your appointment's over, you can walk right out the chair and out the door and we auto charge your card plus tip. So we make everything from selection to booking and payment really easy. Um, And for the beauty professionals that we work with, you know, we help them manage their entire business. We triple their revenue in the first two years of being on the platform by giving them really great business tools and marketing tools uh, to help them be more successful. That's awesome. So you, you have to tell us the backstory. Like, how did this all get started? I have to imagine this was a personal pain point for you where you really believed that why or you questioned why isn't this service out there? Yeah. Well, when I moved to San Francisco, um, feels like a million years ago now, but I tried to find someone to cut and style my hair. Naturally, I have pretty curly hair. And I just, I found the discovery and booking experience to be really frustrating. Um, You know, it used to be that you would go on Yelp or maybe Google a salon in your area. And there was no information about that person. Um, Instagram didn't exist at the time. And so you might say, all right, here's what I need. Who at your salon would be great for this? And they'd say, oh, this person. And they're available tomorrow. You know, and then you'd think, are they good? They're available tomorrow. You know, can you tell me more about that? And they're just trying to book that appointment, right? Um, And I felt really frustrated that as a client, I had to just sort of trust the, Mm -hmm. with no information, right? Whoever is going to get to it felt like a lottery. And I wanted just easy discovery. I want to see who's good for, um, you know, professionals that work with my hair type, or if I'm booking, say a manicure, I want to look at the specific nail art that they book or, you know, lashes or tanning or all of these things. People have so many different ways of doing business. They specialize in different things. And as a consumer, 
Maybe you care about a particular type of skill. Maybe you care about price. You want the price to be the best price, or maybe you want the best and you're willing to wait a long time for it to really get that person. Um, and so what Style Seed does is we allow the consumer to filter based on what matters to them and to match um, who they end up booking with, with exactly what they're looking for. So in a world where a lot of technology companies are seeking to um, just drive a lot of volume and squeeze margins down and squeeze the little guy, Style Seed is really helping our beauty professionals to differentiate themselves in a market, um, to market what makes them extra special so that they can attract the best clients for them. And then we help optimize their prices to maximize their earnings. And so for us, it's about helping them earn equivalent to, you know, their ambition and their skill set. Um, and so it's, it's a really fun business because 80% of our beauty professionals are women um, and 60% are underrepresented minorities, which we're really proud of. And so it's a really fun company to run. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip, Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. 
That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think. It makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of The Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for The Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. It's so interesting. Like I bet, for example, you probably have heard if you started in 2011, you've probably, you can spot trends as well, right? Where people are searching for different things. Uh, what what was one trend that kind of started on your platform that you didn't have initially and then people were searching for it? You know, I would say uh, there are a lot of trends around natural hair that mm-hmm. are extremely popular on style seats. So um, if you have particularly textured hair, let's say you're a black woman and you don't want to chemically straighten your hair, you want to maintain the integrity of your hair, you're looking for professionals and styles that help you do that. Um, and that was something that I didn't know a lot about before I started the company. And so I was very much in learning mode, but we found that a lot of black stylists love being on the platform. They like that they could differentiate their services. They liked um, the tools that we provided. And as we started to get larger in that community, we started building more and more features to feed the needs that they had. And it's now something that we're known for. Um, And that is like surprising to me because we didn't seek it out, but it was so delightful to see that happen. And, you know, we were like, all right, how do we support, you know, certainly as many people as we can, but how do we support this really growing community and and serve a need for them? Um, So that would be something that was like not intended, but was a delightful journey that we went on um, as a part of doing business. And there's, there's a handful of those little stories where, um, 
you know, I wasn't, when I started this company getting nail art, I didn't know yeah. that much about it. Um, and now like, I, I don't know if you can see my nail artist. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. She does like Missy Elliott, Tiana Taylor here in Atlanta. She's incredible. And I cannot not get my nail appointment. And it's this fun, creative expression every couple of weeks to be able to say, all right, what are we going to do now? How do we feel? Who are we this week? Um, it's kind of fun. So yeah, there's a lot of unexpected joys, I think, in running this company. So uh, you have services that actually you go to some of the, or not you, but well, probably sometimes you, many times you, but people can go to the locations, but you also have people who will come to the home too, right? Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. And similar to the market, about 95% of the appointments that we power, you're going into the salon and you're going to a location. But if you do want to have someone come to your home, um, then we absolutely provide those services as well. And we see that a lot more often in um, New York, in LA, and um, oftentimes in San Francisco as well. Um, but it's interesting because we powered hundreds of millions of appointments across the platform. It's so fascinating to see how different cities use beauty. Um, like in the South and the Midwest, they use beauty very differently than they do in Seattle or San Francisco. Um, and so it's always fun to see the different patterns and trends and you know, uh, in San Francisco, they're not maybe getting their nails done quite as much. You're not getting, um, you're not changing up your hairstyle very often versus like I live in Atlanta and everyone's changing up their hair all the time. They're getting their services done fairly consistently. It's just part of the culture here. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just, it's fun to see the different trends in the different areas. That is so, that's so great. I know when I was starting hint, we would see this with flavors early mm -hmm. on, like Los Angeles. Uh, we couldn't keep cucumber water on the shelf, but in New York, we would have people who were like offended uh, that we had a cucumber water <laughs> and we would start to see it. And that sort of leveled out over time. But I, I was always amazed to see how uh, there were you know, only a few hour plane ride away, how people were different um, in different parts of the country. So it's fascinating to hear you talking about that and what you're seeing. So really, oh, yeah. really interesting. So what is the service that is kind of the, uh, for lack of a better term, like the hero service that seems to be consistent across all of, uh, all of the U.S.? I mean, definitely haircuts, right? Mm -hmm. When you wake up in the morning, for most people, your hair is longer than it was the day before. So that is definitely the bread and butter of the platform. You've got men that will get their edge up or their men's cut every week or every couple of weeks. Um, and so they're lower price services, but higher frequency. And typically men are looking for different things. And there's definitely different barbers and different clients. Um, you know, there's, there's some guys that just want to get uh, an edge up pretty regularly. They've got sort of a couple of people that they're willing to go to. Then you have those barbers that have their clientele booked out months in advance and their services are really expensive and they're, you know, three times longer because it's more of a luxury experience. So we've got all of that. Um, braids are definitely huge. It's braid season, by the way. So, you know, we see that trend come up. Um, prom season is pretty universal in a lot of different cities. And it's funny too, because when we get a new data scientist on the platform, 
these things will be a surprise to them because they're not thinking about that normally. And we'll have to say, yeah, it's, you know, it's prom season. This is why you see this huge influx or, um, you know, make sure you pull out the confounding nature of this when you do your AB test. And they're like, what are you talking about? You know? Um, and we're like, well, people are on vacation. They're at the beach. They're not doing their hair as much. So you got to, it's just, it's, it's funny. Um, because our team are technical, you know, many of them, and we are in the beauty industry. Um, right. And so there's definitely a merging of two worlds. So interesting. I'm thinking about, so your consumer is obviously the person who wants to get the service done, but then you're also working with many people that don't work for you, right? So you're relying on them to provide a great service, to get the appointment to show up on time. How hard is that? Yeah. Originally, it was very hard because when we first launched, we were, you know, underfunded and had raised almost no money. And um, so we were lightweight tools for professionals to market mm-hmm. themselves and for consumers to search and book. Um, initially, we didn't even have the booking experience. And so when you're only integrated slightly into businesses, you can't really require that they behave a certain way, right? But as we became more and more an operating system where we were now powering booking and then payments and finances and marketing, and we started to become a significant share of their source of new clients and growing income, that was when we could then step in and say, all right, if you'd like to get more of this value, here's what you need to do. You have to, you know, we need to make sure that your return rate is really high, that you're always showing up for appointments, um, that your client review score is high. You know, there's a number of criteria that we use as we showcase our businesses. And so the more the businesses provide great experiences to consumers, the higher up in search they are, which then drives more trust with consumers. So you're going to get more bookings. um, And so you get this nice flywheel going. So now we can um, require certain behavior by our businesses because with that behavior, we drive more value. Um, and that just helps make the entire platform a safe place, a reliable place for consumers, um, something that you can trust. Do you have a policy in place? Like with if you receive a complaint, um, for example, uh, do you have a policy in place that you would remove somebody from the platform, for example? Yeah, we do. Um, and if it's certain types of actions, we remove you immediately. If it's maybe a no-show, but you didn't mean to, and it was a mistake, we'll give you a pass. Um, but if it happens again, or it happens consistently, then then we will remove you from the platform. And for some businesses, you know, they like to use StyleC to run their business, but not necessarily be in the StyleC.com search directory. Um, mm-hmm. And we, we're fine with that, right? Um, so we try and be flexible for businesses to use us in any way that works for them. Um, but also to, again, maintain trust with the consumer because the consumer trusting us is how we're able to drive the value to the businesses. So it really does go hand in hand. So how did you come up with the name Style Seat? <laughs> I was on an airplane... I think I was coming back from New York to San Francisco and I was sitting next to a friend of mine um, who has started, he started Uber, he started many big companies and 
you know, I was like, I'm really stressed because I want to start this business and I don't have a name for it yet. And he goes, we're going to order two champagnes on this flight. And by the time we land, we're going to have a name for your company. Open your laptop. And so we opened up our laptops and we were looking at like names and name combinations where the URLs were available and you could build a brand around. And it was a, it was a really enjoyable experience. It went from being, this is a stressful thing that I have to do. It's one of the last checkboxes before I can, you know, really start this business to, this is fun. You know, let's think about what we can build a brand around. And it was by the time we landed, Stale Seat was the name. I love it. So get with a friend and start brainstorming. You don't need to hire a naming agency or you can just bring some, crowdsource some people into a room to help you kind of think about different things and get some champagne uh, in there as well. So I love it. Awesome. So you have a co-founder. You know, if you're not opposed, champagne doesn't hurt. Yeah. (laughs) So you have a co-founder. And uh, for anybody listening who's thinking, I don't have a co-founder or should I have a co-founder? What are your thoughts on that? It's a great question. It really depends on, I'd say, what works for you and how you work best. Um, I was a non-technical founder. And for me, I thought it was very important to bring um, an engineer in mm-hmm. in the early stages of the business to be able to have that credibility and make sure that a lot of the early decisions we were making were sound technical decisions. Um, because I had worked in product and had experience, but I wasn't a software engineer. Um, that might not necessarily be something that you need, right? Um, and there's several other considerations. I think I like to be pretty collaborative in the way that I work. I think and solve deep problems by having conversations and bouncing things off of someone and really taking a problem and looking at it from all directions. And I find that having a, you know, one or a couple of people, um, that are in my inner circle that I can really look at something from all sides, that's really beneficial to me. I'm analytical. My husband will tell you that I overthink everything. That is probably true, but it's what I, it's the way that I work. It is how it is. Um, and so for me, that was the choice that I took. There's definitely pros and cons to a co-founder. I think it's a fantastic choice that you could make, but you don't have to do it. There are a lot of sole founders that are, um, successful as well. So I think it really depends on who you are the stage that you're in, in your career, um, you know, and, and how, you know, are you collaborative and do you take joy and energy in that? Or do you really want to be a lone wolf? So interesting. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think there's any one way. I think it's, uh, it's, it's just trying to figure out what's best to actually help you scale the company more than anything. So I've seen it both ways. So to start a company uh, and disrupt an industry as you have, what would you say is kind of the driving force behind the success of Style Seat besides you? Uh, Because I do think that people matter um, in in actually bringing a company to uh, be able to scale. And even if you've had tons of experience scaling a company from zero as you have to where it's at today is, is um, it's hard, right? So, but what else would you (laughs) say is kind of the the key things? That's a great question. You know, I think what has helped me um, continue to be excited about this company, and I'm more excited about this business than I've ever been, 
um, many years later, like 12 or 13 years later, um, is a mission that is really core to who you are and something that drives you. Right. So the idea of helping female entrepreneurs, you know, mostly women, business owners be more successful doing what they love, support their families, doing something that they're passionate about is very exciting to me. And from the very beginning, I could see, you know, I'm an analytical mind. I love thinking about business. I'm not very creative. So I'm so in awe of creative people and building a business around creativity was like not a hard thing in my mind. Um, way less hard than actually being the creative. And so helping creatives think about financing, margins, marketing, um, how to differentiate in their market, how to basically do the things that help them earn more money over time. You know, the average professional comes to us making forty or $50,000 a year. And two years later, they're making 150K plus. That is a transformative impact on someone's life. That is a transformative impact for a parent, for any individual. And helping to drive that value to many tens of thousands of people is something that I haven't gotten sick of. You know, I don't know if I'll ever get sick of that. And something that I feel joy out of dedicating my life to. Um, and on the consumer side, certainly helping people look and feel their best. And you know, I was really shy when I got, when I, initially was looking for hairstylist back in the day in San Francisco. And I felt very frustrated trying to have conversations and communicate and leave and like, not like how my hair looked and having spent over a hundred bucks a pop, which is a lot. Um, making that experience better is also gives me joy, but it's really supporting the businesses. If I'm being honest that, and, and our entrepreneurs, that's what really drives me. No, I love it. One of the questions I was going to ask you, which kind of you've answered, but I, I'm curious if there's anything else on on that topic. But as a founder and an entrepreneur, I know that you know there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the background that you don't necessarily talk about or get credit for. Um, <laughs> that you really feel like you've changed an industry. Um, you know, Steve Jobs used to say, uh, you know, when the coffee maker breaks, he's got to make sure that he's. Uh, got it fixed and that, you know, he's got the right beans and, you know, and all of these things, plus, uh, you know, major changes in, in the actual product or service that you're developing that um, maybe are not sort of the, the front facing things that kind of consumers know about, but is there anything in your product that you just really feel like, damn, that was just awesome (laughs) you know that we did, that we accomplished? You know, I'm really proud of the brand and the logo. I love our, I don't think I have one in front of me, our lion. We had what I think is a really ugly brand for a really long time. And that was because I just didn't have the capital to hire a firm to create a bigger brand. But look, I have this in my... I love it. Um, I think it's so sick. I can actually have it tattooed on my body. Um, Tell you where later. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I love it. Uh, that's something that I'm really proud of because like that mark is a culmination of like me loving the businesses. It's, it's a lioness. It's kind of a genderless lion. Um, and it is totally badass and it evokes fierceness. And when I think about it, I think of the fierceness I've had to have at starting my business. 
I think about the fierceness that my, you know, our entrepreneurs have in running their business, the boldness that that takes to be a creative and to continue doing it. Um, I think about how the clients want to feel after they book an appointment. So I love it that, you know, for me, it's just a really personal thing that gives me a lot of joy, but there's a lot, um, you know, when I look at the product and the app and it's not anywhere to where I want it to be. Um, I tell my team that I'm usually living two years into the future. So by, by the time we've built something in my mind, I'm like two years ahead of where we are. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We built it. It's a massive feature. That's wonderful. But I'm thinking of the next, you know, three things. It's probably frustrating for them. Um, but it is, you know, I am very proud of what we've built and, um, you know, the impact that we've had for sure. We didn't talk about this yet, but what were you doing before starting Style Seat? Like what experience did you have? Were you in the industry? No, I know everyone asked if I was a stylist. I wasn't. Um, I was, my experience was in product as a product manager at a couple of different companies, but I only had a couple of years experience before I started my company. Um, previous to this, I worked at a, a television network called Current TV, mm-hmm. um, which was an amazing TV network. We won a ton of Emmy, Emmys. Our content, our content was fantastic. No one watched it because it was on this channel that no one had in their cable package. And so I, uh, ran digital distribution and helped get our content onto, you know, iTunes and YouTube and social media and things. And, um, it gave me a lot of joy. I learned a lot about business, but I was not qualified to start my company before I started it. I had no business doing it at all. Um, most of the, I didn't know a single female founder when I started my company. It's not to say they didn't exist. I just didn't know them. Every and I knew hundreds of men that had started companies or were running companies, um, which is such a bummer. Uh, so I didn't fit that bill. I didn't go to an Ivy League school as a software engineer, like almost everyone else that I knew had. Um, and so I had no business starting a company, and I did it anyway. And I'm really, really thankful and appreciative. And now I love to see all of these women entrepreneurs, there's entrepreneurs that are not technical everywhere. Um, that's very normal. And I'm, I'm appreciative of that because I think that the products that are being built are benefiting from the diversity of the people creating them. So raising money for most entrepreneurs, especially female and diverse, uh, entrepreneurs isn't easy. I read that when you first tried to pitch your they called it uh, Open Table for Beauty Business. I was reading this in mm-hmm. an article about you, uh, that it uh, wasn't well-received. Um, a lot of people listening <laughs> may have tried to uh, raise capital. I certainly did. Uh, I Mine wasn't called Open Table for Beauty, but it was probably Open Table for a water company. Um, nobody knew what I was doing, especially having come from tech. They were like, what's the tech angle? I'm like, there's no angle. They were like, oh, well, how can we invest <laughs> then, right? So I heard a lot of no's. Uh, I don't get it. Why are you doing it? You're going to fail, all of these things. But can you share more about uh, your thoughts on on what it takes to be able to raise capital and the right capital as well? Yeah, it- that's a that's a great question. Um, that journey is different for everybody, and I would say it is oftentimes very helpful to fundraise 
when you have a company that is trendy, right? Like AI right now, it's very trendy. We're at the beginning of an innovation wave. If you're raising money for an AI company, you're in the right. Everyone is looking to speak with you, right? Um, I was starting a company as a woman, and there were almost none, in a very female sector with a very diverse community of mostly women. (laughs) And all of the tech writers were men, all of Mm -hmm. them. I think I pitched the first woman that ended up investing in my company um, was Sophia Bush who is an actress and was not, you know, not even a a traditional tech investor. Um, So I was like the opposite of trendy for the whole history of the business. And I've done it. Um, I'm not going to say that it was easy or it brought me a lot of joy to go through that process. I used to tell, um, you know, my, my CFO, if there's more than one bald person in a room, then the deal's not going to happen because there were several investors who would come to me later and say, I don't want to be on a board talking about hairstylists. That's not interesting to me. I haven't had hair in 20 years. And that's such a bummer to that someone can't look past their own, uh, I'm trying to think of a polite word, like their own situation to be able to want to support entrepreneurs or to want to support a company that is is doing good in the world and making a lot of money and building a lot of scale, et cetera. Um, but whatever, it is what it is and everyone has their own purview. So for me, I think I learned how to thrive from shut doors. I got energy from being told no. Because every no, in my mind, was one step closer to the ultimate yes. And you don't need a yes from everybody. You just need a yes from the right person or the right group of people. Um, And like you said before, what's great about being distinctly who you are and not trying to conform or be like everyone else is that you repel people that do not like who you are and you attract people that do. And I've definitely felt that because... I also don't want to work with people that are not on my level or excited about the mission that we're on or excited about leaning in and helping me do what we do. And so that goes two ways, right? It's a blessing when someone says, "Eh, your business is not that interesting to me. Goodbye. Because do you want to work with that person? You definitely don't. Um, So I've learned, I think if you asked me during those days, I wouldn't have necessarily said that to you. But looking back over several years, I definitely feel that way. And, you know, my favorite investors are the ride or die. And they're that way because they love and, you know, feel for our mission. Um, And that's what you want in life. Like not only because they're the best types of investors because they're going to support the company, but also because they're the best people to work with. Yeah, totally. The ones that really understand what you're doing. I I have a similar story to what you're talking about when we were first raising money and, uh, you know, everyone was nice, right? They had a lot, many of these people had never invested uh, in a beverage company. They had, they sort of allowed me to come in the door because I had been in tech and they knew me from, from my tech days. But the interesting thing uh, that I heard over and over again was that many of these men who uh, were not Diet Coke drinkers, right? Which was kind of my story of giving up Diet Coke and realizing that that was not something that was actually getting me healthy. And uh, they would say, gosh, you know, 
wow, you had an addiction to Diet Coke? I mean, that's that's crazy. I've never heard of such a thing. I'll have to ask my wife if she knows any people. And I'm like, they never did. They never asked their wife. They never called back. No. <laughs> right? And, no. and so- You know what? I my I have a story of that because I've heard that so many times. Or can I have my assistant yeah. come in the room? Um, I at one point had an investor who turned to me and I said, you know, the average woman spends this is at the time, so this is a while ago, three thousand dollars a year on beauty services. And he turned to me and said, My wife doesn't spend that much. And I said, Well, your wife uses our platform and her stylist owns the salon that he works at, and she charges or and he charges fifteen hundred dollars for a cut in color. And I happen to know that your wife goes more than twice a year. And everyone burst out laughing and he looked at me and was like, is that true? And I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to blow her up, but if you're sitting here looking at me, telling me with straight face that you know this industry, you don't. Um, That is so awesome. And like you have to, every once in a while, you have to blow them up a little bit because... It's just, you just got to, you just got to. Yeah, you have to. And eventually, and you only need one or investor, right? Yeah. One to say yes to, because I think that that's the other thing. It's, it's, it is like finding a needle in a haystack and somebody who really gets it, but don't be discouraged by somebody who uh, doesn't believe that people spend money on services, right? Or that people aren't addicted to diet soda or something else, right? Like it's, I think it's, it's yeah. definitely, um, you're always going to ha- have people who are self-selecting um, and that's fine, but those aren't the right investors to be investing. If nothing else, they're helping you perfect your pitch. Uh, so nothing is a time, but I think it's, it, it definitely happens to everybody, even successful people like Melody, who have heard no's along the way, but have figured out how to keep moving forward. So best advice you've ever received? Someone once told me, know what drives you. Because there's a lot of people that say to others or to themselves, this is what I care about in life, but actually it's something else. And whatever it actually is, is what is going to motivate you or drive you to make decisions. So be really in touch with that and honest with yourself about that. And you can complement strengths and weaknesses or whatever with, with people around you and with different things, but you have to know innately what drives you and you can use it to take you where you want to go. I love it. Well, thank you so much. We'll have all of the info in the show notes for Melody and Style Seat. So appreciate you coming on and giving us all of your wisdom and uh, stories. Really, really awesome. So everybody needs to get on the Style Seat platform and check it out. It's super great for traveling and not knowing uh, who can help you during those crazy, crazy times that you really need uh, the services. So thank you again for starting this and scaling it and doing everything that you do. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a wonderful conversation. I appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to The Kara Golden Show. If you would, please give us a review and feel free to share this podcast with others who would benefit. And of course, feel free to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of our podcast. Just a reminder that I can be found on all platforms at Kara Golden. And if you want to hear more about my journey, I hope you will have a listen 
or pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, which I share my journey, including founding and building Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And thanks everyone for listening. Have a great rest of the week and 2023 and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.